On this episode of Locked On Lightning, we'll take a look back at the loss over the weekend to the Carolina Hurricanes, some of the storylines surrounding that game, as well as Andre Vasilevsky getting ever closer to getting back on the ice. We talk about that and more, but first, let's play that music. Your Locked On Lightning, your daily podcast on the Tampa Bay Lightning. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Dranker. Thank you for joining us on this episode. we just like to remind you that today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Download the Sleeper app. Use the promo code LOCKEDONNHL to get up to $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. On this episode of Locked on Lightning, we're taking a look back on that game against the Carolina Hurricanes over the weekend, as well as looking at some of the storylines revolving around that game, most notably the absence of Nikita Kucherov. Uh, we get into all of that, as well as Andre Vasilevsky. Looks like he's ever closer to getting back on the ice. We talk about that. We talk about what his impact will be once he gets back into the lineup full time, as well as is it time for a move? We'll talk about more about that at the end of the show. But first, I want to ask you to please go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. Give us a follow wherever podcasts are distributed in audio form. You could also get to us by our YouTube channel. Uh, we're growing ever, ever more, which love it. Love to see the growth. Uh, if you know someone who hasn't subscribed to the channel just yet, go ahead and tell them to do so and hit that thumbs up button. Really helps the show grow more and more and reach more and more Lightning fans. So we're starting off the game, uh, the, the game, the episode by talking about the, the game over the past week, over this past weekend, which Lightning lost four to nothing. And it's one of those games where taking the Kucherov element out of it just for a second, it's one of those games where regardless of 86 on the ice, it's a, it's a, I told you so game. And, and what that means is if, if you've been a listener of this podcast for quite some time you know i have the utmost respect for the carolina hurricanes i think that on their best night they're probably top three in the league i know that might be a blasphemous statement to some but facts are facts people the carolina hurricanes from top to bottom and and even from you know players that we may not be may not be too 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 familiar with this Carolina Hurricanes team, I firmly believe, is they're probably one more player and now really a goaltender because their goaltender is out for the season uh, with blood clots, which is a really scary thing. But that didn't stop them because in this game, the Lightning got shut out by Pitor Kachekov, which probably butchered that name. But regardless of the fact... Uh, he went out there and shut out the Lightning, which regardless of how you feel about where the Lightning are in terms of their performances, you know, that's still a hard feat to do. Um, saved all 22 shots. Uh, 
And I've said throughout the course of the season, and I've actually said it dating back to last season, you know, when you go into a matchup against Carolina Hurricanes, yeah, yeah. You almost have to be on your toes the entire game. You almost have to play perfect hockey in order to beat this team. And and I wouldn't exactly call the Lightning's previous victory against them in which they shut them out 3-0, which is, is a very surprising result within itself. I, I think that that was kind of a fluke. I think that the Lightning caught the Hurricanes just like on an off night. And I'm not taking anything away from that win. A win is a win, especially against a very good team. But we saw this past weekend um, when this team is playing well, regardless of the circumstances around their goaltender, that they are a very good hockey team. And I believe it was Cooper that said this after the game, and I firmly believe with this, with his with his take on this. Um, the Carolina Hurricanes played as nearly as perfect hockey as you could play on any given night, and that's a fact. I mean, you look at this game, really the only thing that they weren't able to do was score more goals. Um, I think that this, this, this Carolina Hurricanes team did everything they really wanted to set out to do. They they took control of the game early on. They outshot outshot the Lightning fifteen and nine in the first period, which is a tale as old as time. I mean, if you've been following this show pretty much since its inception, or even the last two years, you know that the Lightning just are not a consistently good team in the first period. Now that storyline has kind of changed in recent weeks. Uh, we've seen better performances out of the Tampa Bay Lightning, but now we've seen kind of in this game at least uh, things get semi back to normal. <laughs> and um, are we concerned about this? No, I don't think that it's really a cause for concern. All that the Lightning could do, as much as it pains me to say this, because we say this after every every loss. It's it's you just got to get back to square one and and you know just go back to what has worked for you, and it's frustrating. It's frustrating. Um, I will say though that you know I think the thing that really did affect the lightning in this game, and and you know I will preface that by saying they did get some good looks in this game, and. The Canes goaltender was just better. Um, I thought he was very good. I thought that, you know, there was he he was just very calm, cool, and collective throughout the course of the game. And, you know, you don't have to be overly impressive to get shutouts in the NHL anymore these days. Um, even though that the the shooting and the offensive skill that we see across the league is way better than it was probably five years ago. I still think that the goaltending has kept up for the most part, depending on who you talk to at the same time, the lightning, as we know, kind of are very vulnerable when 
86 is not playing or is just not playing well or just not having an effect on the game. And you saw that in this. You you really saw this. You know, if 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 you didn't watch this game and just looked at the box score later that night and was kind of curious as to why the Lightning got got shut out. It's not the whole reason, but it's definitely part of the reason when you look at the box score and you look at the lightning players and you and you just look at their shots and not a single lightning player got more than two shots in this game except for Watson which you know if if you had Watson as the shots leader on the lightning on your bingo card congratulations but that's not something that i think lightning fans or the lightning really should hang their hat on I mean, you you got a couple of guys on this team that could score for you. Nick Paul, Bra- Brandon Point, Braden Point, excuse me, Brandon Hagel, Steven Stamkos, Tyler Mott, who I will say has been injured and has dealt with injury early on in the season. Kind of disappointed on just how he hasn't really been able to, to have an effect just yet. Um, some games in the games that he has played, just really a non-factor. Um, his plus minus was minus two, really disappointing. Um, you kind of figured with the way he performed in New York last year that we were going to kind of get some of that. And that's what I figured. Um, but you know, maybe it's just a matter of getting in groove with the system and, you know, some players take a little longer to acclimate to their environments. Um, I mean, you look you look at the box score and you look at some of the players that, yeah, you know what, there were some good passes and some, some good puck possessions in this game for the Tampa Bay Lightning. But when it comes down to it, it shows up in the box score that they really didn't do a good job of forcing the issue. And they didn't do a good job of of really trying to make the other goaltender work for it. I know there were some shots that were were difficult, but it wasn't like the guy was standing on his head all night. And when you see this box score, when you see players like Steven Stamkos who had zero shots, When you see when you see Brandon Hagel two shots, you know in a game like that, and I'm in in a, why I'm making a big to do with Braden Point, Brandon Hagel only having two shots each, Nick Paul two shots, Steven Stamkos zero shots. When your big gun who's been playing his butt off the last couple of weeks and in some games was really only the reason why you were still competitive at all in those games is out of the lineup. You kind of figure, and and I know I've been bashing the coaching lately, but it really comes down to the players, you know, because John Cooper and co could only do so much. The players got to pick each other up. That's where the leaders got to say, okay, we got to do this, that, and the other thing. We got to go a hundred percent out of the gates. We, we we're at home. We're missing our big guy. We 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 gotta get something going early on because this is a good hockey team we got in front of us. 
and they're not going to make many mistakes. And the Lightning didn't do that. It's plain and simple. So let me know in the comments below what you think about the game. Is this just something you file away because of Nikita Kucherov not being in the lineup? I know he is the spoon that stirs the pot, but at the same time, it's it takes a team, not one player, to get things going. And, you know, we can't, you know, if this team cannot function properly and not score one single goal when Nikita Kucherov is not in the lineup, or not getting things going, then we got a whole lot more problems than we really thought with this team. So let me know in the comments below what you think about that. Uh, we'll maybe file that away for a later date because I'm very curious to see, you know, let's face it, and I don't want to jinx anything. Kucherov will get hurt at some point, It it whether it may be a, a two to three game kind of thing or something a little bit more significant. I don't know i hope it's nothing at all but you know it's just something that is a possibility uh that we will have to expect at some point but in the meantime uh coming up in our second segment we'll be talking about andre vasileski he's getting ever closer was at practice today earlier today we talk about all of that you know is, is he going to be the difference maker on this team the answer that I have may not surprise you. So we'll talk about that in just a little bit. But first, I want to talk about our first sponsor of the day, and that is our friends over at eBay Motors. Now, passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle, level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for, and with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back, because eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay's guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. So as always, I'm going to thank everybody for making us your first listen of the day. If you haven't already done so, please go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. We are available wherever podcasts are distributed in audio form. We are also available on SiriusXM. Our current partnership includes everything you know you could download it the lightning are on tomorrow night hopefully they could get things going against the blues and they play tomorrow night at seven and you know you could catch every shot hopefully goal <laughs> tomorrow night i would expect a little bit more offensive against the the blues so you could go ahead and go to SiriusXM and listen to the game there and just search Lightning, Tampa Bay Lightning, and you could listen to the game on there. So looking at kind of the big storyline that's been pretty much dominating the Lightning season and has at times made me very aggravated is that Andre Vasilevsky's been out. You know, there's a good number of people that 
very much think that you know once the big cat's back in net that all is well the lightning will get back to them, their old selves and if you're still part of that group that firmly believes that once he gets back in net this team will exponentially play better well i i have to break it to you it's not it doesn't work that way it doesn't work that way you saw it last year this team made mistakes throughout the course of the season just did not play well in front of him and you know regardless if we get Vezina trophy vasileski or last year vasileski i hate to break it to you they still have to play better and if they're still playing this way in front of Vazzy, really what he does is not going to make that much of a difference. You know, you might win. You know, there there are some games, I will say, this year that the, the Lightning could have won if he was in net and he was playing like his stereotypical self. I mean, you look at this past game against Carolina, if Vasilevsky plays – Maybe it's two nothing instead of four nothing. Maybe he played. He makes a couple of spectacular uh, saves, gets the team going. But at the end of the day, if this team doesn't score, what he does really doesn't matter. And if this team continues to just give away the puck in the neutral zone, just have poor nights where they just go out and do absolutely next to nothing offensively and aren't able to do anything early on to where we're basically transported to last season where this team just wakes up midway through the second period and now the lightning are rolling but it's all too late you're that's how you wear it your goaltender and we saw it there was times when andre vasileski was playing phenomenal we really thought at certain points that this is it he's going to turn it around this is where we get the guy that we've known and come to love over the last couple of years. This is where he starts to get back to where we know what he could do. But at the same time, the Lightning weren't really doing anything at certain points to help him. And if when he comes back, and I'll tell you another thing, I'll, I'll give you another hard truth. It's very unlikely, but not out of the question. It's very unlikely that his first night back, he is going to give a spectacular performance. He's going to give a shutout. He is going to just give a, a performance for the ages where we will look back and say, this is where the lightning turned their season around, was when Andre Vasilevsky stepped onto the, the ice for the first time all year and saved 35-plus shots. Let's just say that because the Lightning give up a ton of shots. That's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. That's not the way the sport works. That's not the way that this team should play because, like I said, if they just go out there thinking that 88 is going to save us every night and then we're going to get things going at some point, guess what? You're still going to probably lose a lot more games. Or just as many games as we would if you had Joe Hansen in that. And if John Cooper is smart, which I firmly believe that he is, I would imagine what's going to happen is that 
he's going to be getting split duty in net to start off just to kind of ease him back into it. Um, then again, I it wouldn't surprise me whatsoever if he plays like five, six games in a row once he's back, win or lose, which if that's the case, I that just shows you that John Cooper's desperate to get not only him going, but this team going, because let's face it, regardless of how you feel about the lightning currently at this point in time, when you look at them in the the standings, this could all go South very fast. Now, granted at this point in time, according to the standings on NHL.com, the lightning are tied for fifth in the Atlantic division. Now, Yes, that that plays very much into how I perceive them right now because they are they are in fifth place and they are very much a fifth place team. It was right before that game though that they were second place. But you know, regardless of where they might fall or rise after this game with the Blues, they still have a lot of work to make up. They still have a lot of stuff to do before we could even consider them to be a very good hockey team or a decent hockey team. You know, it is very early in the season. You know, right now, if the playoffs started, they would be tied for that second wildcard spot. But at the same time, it's 15 games. So take it as you will. But yeah, I don't think Vazzy's the answer. I think the answer needs to come from within. Um, at the end of the day, you know, you can have great goaltending, but if you don't score, you're not going to win. It's just simple math. So let me know in the comments below what you think. Uh, is Vazzy the savior, my opinion? No, he's not. I think that it, it's going to come from someone that maybe that might be a little bit over an over over performer, or it might be someone that they need to get uh, in a deal somewhere. We'll talk about that uh, as the Lightning may need to look elsewhere to bring an additional help in order to score. So we'll talk about that in just a bit. But first, I'm going to talk about our last sponsor of the day, and that is our friends over at Sleeper. Now, listen, a new NHL season brings all sorts of possibilities. Mikuta Kudrov could score 50 goals. The Lightning could host hoist excuse me the stanley cup and you could win big by playing daily fantasy hockey on sleeper the official daily fantasy app of the locked on nhl network sleeper is our number one choice for daily fantasy sports and especially daily fantasy hockey because with sleeper you could win a hundred times your cash in daily fantasy contest now this week i think once he's all done with being sick you got to take Nikita Kucherov. You get that's spending money on Kucherov is money well spent. I think we could all agree that. So all you have to do, all you have to do is get Nikita Kucherov, Braden Point, and let's say Brandon Hagel to record. Probably, I would say maybe more or less than their sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, saves, plus minus or more in a giver game to win a hundred times bet on sleeper you need to correctly predict the outcome of eight player stats you heard me lightning fans you could win a hundred times your money 
playing daily daily fantasy hockey with sleeper so start playing start paying attention and nail your picks so you can start winning big so use the promo code locked on nhl you get a up to a hundred dollars match on your first deposit terms and conditions apply that's locked on nhl see sleepers terms of use for details and locational availability so wrapping things up on the show I'm, i know i'm gonna hear it i know i'm gonna hear it tomorrow or tonight you know this episode's dropping a little later than i would have liked to uh we will be dropping an episode early tomorrow as well so don't don't miss that but i know i'm gonna hear it from some of you and i love the conversation i love the conversation and the feedback from all of you and that's why it's important you got to subscribe to our youtube channel go ahead so as soon as and hit that notification button so as soon as the newest episode drops you will be notified and you know hearing it from you hearing from you whether it's a in an agreement or disagreement, I'm fine with that. I love hearing from all of you. I'm sure a lot of you feel way differently about this team, but something's got to give. Something's got to change because this team strikes me as a team that's not going to get any better on their own. And you're probably saying to yourself, at least some of you, that, Adam, what are you thinking? We are 15 games into the season. You, you got to have some faith. Right, I get it, and that's fine, but it's the state of mind, I think, of some people in the fan base as well as some players because, I mean, you look at the players, you hear from the players post game, you know, they, they act mad and, you know, they're frustrated, and that's right, but at the end of the day, we don't really have any concrete answers or really solutions, and that's the issue. and. I kind of mentioned it before uh, or pretty much alluded to it before that, you know, Tyler Mott has been a really big, not really big. That's kind of an overstatement, but a disappointment. And I know he's been, he's missed time with injuries, but at the same time, you know, coming into this season, I really thought he was going to really bolster the depth on this lightning team. And so far he's just been really a non-factor and it's, Really concerning because if the Lightning can't get production from him, where is it coming from then? You know, is it is is Eric Chernak going to start scoring goals? Is Victor Hedman going to start scoring goals? Is Connor Sheary the guy? Probably not. You know, he'll get his goals, he'll get his points, but he's not going to be the Lightning saving grace. And, you know, Steven Stamkos, as as well as he has played this year, you know, he's not that guy anymore. He's not the guy, nor should he be at this point in his career. He's not the guy who is going to be one of the, the main contributors to scoring goals on this team. Really, when you look at it, I mean, if we want to build a tier, it's, Cooch, Point, and Hagel. Then you got Stamkos on the second level. I know this would be a lot better if like it was animated, but so just bear with me. Imagine, especially if you're listening, imagine what this looks like. You have like a pyramid. So the top of the pyramid is Cooch 
And point, you know, yeah, I'm going to put Hagel on that second. I mean, as much as I would like him to be on the first tier, maybe let's dial it back a little bit, the enthusiasm. So you got point, Cooch, and then Hagel, Paul, Stamkos, and then on third would be Sorelli, Sheary, and probably that's hard because when when you look at this team, you know you also got to assess, you know, and ask yourself when you look at expectations for people or or players to score. Is this you got to ask yourself? Is this wishful thinking or is this actual? actual expectations because you look at Mikey Esima, he's shown flashes. We're kind of still hoping that Tanner Janot is that guy. I mean, he's so far doing everything spectacular except really score. Barry Boulay, as you know, if you've been a listener, is my guy, but at the same time, you know, can he consistently be a third-tier scorer? Tyler Mott, I think we could throw him in there. And then that fourth tier, you could put Morella, Glendening. I would say Esamont, Boulay, Janot. And then if you want to throw Sergachev and Perbix. Perbix, I, I'm, I'm just not happy with anything he's doing this year. I guess we could put Sergachev because he has shown that he can score, especially on special teams, which is very good. But that kind of proves my point, though. When you look at this team and you do the tier system, and by the way, let me know in the comments below what where your lightning pyramid of scoring is, if, if you want to call it that. That's actually probably a very good name for it you know, where, where do you rank these guys? Cause it, it's very, it's a very good self-assessment, I think. But when you look at this team and then you do that, it's kind of a little concerning because, you know, after tier maybe three, you're kind of fishing, you're kind of fishing for names. I would say Sergachev probably goes on the third, but then at that point, you're kind of like, all right, now maybe the lightning should look elsewhere. Now you're also saying to yourself, there's literally no cap space whatsoever. Um, the lightning are lucky if they could even keep the lights on right now, but they got a couple, not a couple. They got a good amount of seventh round draft picks, which I know like I have yelled in the past and said, the Lightning need to stop trading draft picks and and kind of keep them to bolster their their minor league system, which, yes, they should. But right now, I think the Lightning are a little desperate <laughs> for scoring. So if they want to trade, I don't know, I'm looking at cap friendly right now, if you want to follow. They got a fifth this year. They got a sixth, and then they got three seventh rounders. Um. The third being from Minnesota, which they just got in that Bogosian trade, which 
Really did not agree with that, by the way. Um, kind of wish they held on to Zach. I know he didn't play a whole lot. I, you know, he was more of a, I would say, like a situational defenseman. He was pretty banged up. Um, I think also Coop kind of played him more so here and there just because, I mean, you look at Bogosian, he had a lot of miles on him. So after this year, you know, they got a second, third, a fourth, fifth, sixth, and then they got two in the seventh. And then they're back to having a fully stacked draft in 26. So, you know, I get it for those of you who are probably rolling your eyes and saying, you know, all right, that's great. Let's go out and get a person. But what are we giving up? You know, that's where you kind of have to look within, kind of evaluate what you got in the minors, what you got on the combination, on, on your current roster right now. You know, you got to look at value. You know, obviously, I don't think Mott's going to go anywhere. I think the Lightning are still kind of hoping he starts to get things going. But you look at a guy like Morella or maybe Glenn Denning or, you know, Unfortunately, maybe an Essamont and you package him off with a draft pick to get, you know, a third line or, you know, a fourth line score. And I know that's like probably asking a lot. And and as we've seen in recent years, especially after the Lightning have absolutely killed it at the trade deadline, I think less and less teams are willing to make deals with the Lightning's with the lightning, whether it's at the trade deadline or even around this time of the year. Uh, so we'll have to wait and see. I mean, I'm not saying the lightning need to make a deal to get someone, but it doesn't hurt to kind of talk about it because after I just kind of got done explaining, you look at this team, you look at their depth, you look at their minor league system after really Sorelli, you know, after after Shrelly on that third line, you know, where else is the offensive production going to come from? Realistically, just based off of the first 15 games. And that's the question the Lightning are going to have to answer in the coming weeks. Vasilevsky or not, if they want to continue or or, you know, try to get back into the mix. I know it's 15 games in, but as we've seen with other teams, it could get ugly real quick. And the Lightning have a tough schedule coming up. They got, they, you know, there's, regardless of how you view any of the teams that are coming up in the next couple of weeks to round out the month of November, for this Tampa Bay Lightning team, there's no such thing as an easy game. Especially when you got Boston. Especially when you got Carolina again. And you got the Avalanche and the Penguins to finish up the, the month. So we'll be back tomorrow to talk about that Blues game. So make sure to tune in to that. But in the meantime, that will be it for this episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. I'll talk to you in the next one.